Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. What's up? What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? This is your host, uh, Shiloh, uh, of the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood Cosmic Frequency Blog Talk Radio Show. And I just wanted to check in with you guys and let you know how my um, Creating a Better Me Body Makeover Challenge is going. Uh, I'm close to my deadline. The deadline is the end of July. I started in July and I'm going to finish in July, and I just wanted to give you guys a, a very positive update. Uh, let me greet the sisterhood first. Uh, <laughs> I know this is an early show, and I wanted to get it out the way because I do have to get out and uh, exercise uh, while it's nice and beautiful outside, so um, that's why the show is so early. Usually when I come in at night, for some reason, uh, it's it's harder for me um, to 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 try to get a show cranked up. So I think I'm going to start doing them early. But it says, Greeting nine minds, sacred sisters and others, peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, wisdom upon we all and those we love. Uh, the Create a Better Me Challenge that I started last July 2016 to give myself one whole year to work on and change everything about myself that I did not like or feel good about. I have ju- done just that, and the results are nothing short of amazing. I feel great, I look great, and I did it all with my will and my mind. I have lost 97% of the weight I wanted to lose, and my focus now is on sculpturing or what is otherwise known as body toning. Those core areas that we women have the most issues with, the stomach, thighs, butt, and arms. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's your entire body. (laughs) Well, you're right. But those are my problem areas. So giving myself a realistic body makeover goal to achieve was the best plan of action for me. I changed how I ate. I started fasting, which is something I had never done. Um, I uh, put myself on vitamins, and I, I made it my business to do the number one most important thing, which is move, get moving. I had to stop staying locked up in the house and watching Netflix and just being on the computer and not moving. You have to move. So, okay, the body is a wonderful work of art when in, when if it is treated right and respected, uh, you must keep it in motion at all times. I use the example that our bodies are just like water, but you can either be smelly, stagnant, undrinkable water, or you can be that clear, flowing, life-giving water. Which one would you rather be drinking? Well, it's the same when other people see you. Are you that glass of water that someone wants a drink of, (laughs) or do they get up having left the glass untouched? So I use that analogy because I think it's a good uh, visual for people because a lot of times when I'm out, when you see um, stagnant water, it's 
dirty, it's moldy, and, you know, it's not flowing. And even though there is life in it, you know, I know when I passed by it, I was like, Lord, I would never want to fall in that. You just feel nasty after having fallen into some very stagnant, unmoving water. But when you see that moving water flowing over rocks and you can hear it, you know, you can hear the life in it and you're like, you you actually want to go step in it. You want to you want to reach down and drink some of it. You can you can see the life in it because it's moving and it's flowing. Well, you have to begin to see yourself in the same way. You are either one or or the other of these visualizations of these uh, examples of water that I'm talking about. So make sure you're that flowing life-giving water, okay? And it starts with loving yourself more. Okay, let me find out where I left off. Um, Which one would you rather drink? Well, it's okay, okay, I said that. Um, When I say I'm going to do something, I must keep my word, so I'm in grind beast mode when it comes to my end of July goal deadline, and the most amazing part of my makeover is um, it has been accomplished without a gym and without surgery. Yeah, I, you know, I don't have the money for surgery, that's for sure. And I just, I'm an outdoorsy type of person. So I don't like gym workouts. That's just me, and I'm not saying that you can't get results from going to a gym. I just prefer to be outdoors. That's just me. I I can do it longer. I'm not so focused on time. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I just like to lose, I I just like to work out outdoors. So that's just me. Uh, but for those of you who may have sun allergies and you may be, um, uh, sensitive to heat and humidity, uh, for whatever reason, hey, the gym is just fine. You can, you can, you can reach your goal at the gym. I'm just saying that, uh, melanated pe melanated people, uh, you should get out, you should get sun. Uh, you should, um, you know, train yourself to uh, have a tolerance for heat because um, heat sweats out impurities. Uh, so much sickness that a lot of, that that is held into the body is because you're not sweating enough, and uh, there's nothing like sweating out impurities. Uh, that's how our ancestors uh, in the past stayed so healthy and lived longer is because they uh, worked outdoors. Um, you know, they sweated more, so any impurities, um, parasites and germs were not able to get into their body and just sit there and uh, just grow because they were able to sweat that out. So sweating uh, sweating is very key to uh, ridding your body of parasites and germs. So just remember that when you was like, oh, I can't stand the heat, I don't want to sweat, it's just too hot. Uh, you need it. You need to raise your body temperature because heat will, uh, certain types of heat will kill off certain germs, will kill off certain germs. So just think about that. Okay, where was I at? So I did it without a gym and without surgery. I chose to take my weight off the same way I put it on, which was over time. Yes, most of us put on weight over time. It, 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 we didn't wake up one day and we were... <laughs> 30 pounds overweight or 50 pounds overweight or even 100 pounds overweight. It happened gradually and it happened over time. 
So you need to uh, set a goal to lose it the same way you gained it, gradually and over time, okay? So uh, that would be my advice. And so that's what I did. I followed that. And uh, the main thing was the fasting. Uh, The fasting was very great. Um, um, For a long time, I know people that have families and uh, you're cooking for for wives or husbands or children, it's going to be hard for you to fast because when you have to prepare meals for other people, uh, it's going to be very hard for you to turn down um, meals that you are cooking um, unless you are just cooking healthy. Now, if you're feeding your whole family healthy, uh, leafy vegetables and broccoli, cauliflower, and uh, you 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 know if you're feeding them healthy, then you know you can eat healthy food. But if you've already trained them to eat uh, you know pork chops and macaroni and cheese and cornbread and biscuits and you know and you know that you have a weakness for those things, then no, you you won't be able to cook like that for other family members and try to meet your uh, nutritional weight loss goals uh, eating those same things. So either the whole family diet needs to change or you're going to have to figure out how to, um, you know, cook for them what they like and eat something different. But, you know, to me, if you are a good mother, a good wife, if you have a – uh, a, a diet plan that um, involves changing your diet to be more healthy, you should want to see your family um, do the same thing. But I, I know family can be difficult and, you know, they can just totally refuse. And But you have to remember, you got the power. You're doing the cooking. If, if, you know, if, if they want to eat unhealthy after you've decided that, listen, we're all going to change how we eat around here, and I'm not cooking nothing but what I'm able to eat. If you put your foot down, they either got to roll with it or they've got to either cook their own food, buy their own food, or find some other place to eat. So, you know, women, you do have the power. You don't have to give in to uh, people's demands of keeping you unhealthy at the expense because they have adjusted to um, you know, eating foods on a regular basis that are not that healthy and nutritional for them. So, uh, mom, you have the power. <laughs> You've got the power. Put your foot down. Make everybody change how they eat so that you can live longer, you can be healthier. You you really will love yourself for it. So, um, so yeah, I was saying um, – yeah, I did mine without gym and without surgery, and I chose to take my weight off the same way I put it on, which was over time. And, um, yeah, so thank you all for sharing this new me makeover challenge. Uh, and I all, and as I always say, and as I always say, love yourself more. Right, love yourself more. I, I know we're living in a world where there's so much going on. Uh, there's just so much discord. There's so much disunity. Uh, people, you know, they say hurt people hurt, and so um, just, just, um, it's, it's just so much going on. And you cannot change other people. You cannot make other people be what you need them to be. Um, and so all I, all I can tell you is, you have to follow the plan that I follow, which is love yourself more. 
When people let you down, love yourself more. When people disappoint you, when people talk about you behind your back, when people talk about you to your face, when they lie on you, all you can do, all you should do is love yourself more. Just love yourself more. And I know people have this saying uh, that if I say I love you and you reply, I love you more, well, let me tell you something. Don't, don't say that. Don't ever tell anyone that you love them more than yourself. I know we pick up on these little catchphrases, and it sounds cute. You know, another one is, oh, I love so-and-so to death. Why? Why would you love someone to death? Life uh, loving should deal with living and life and not death. So love and death should not be in the same sentence. So loving someone to death, you know, just be careful of what you say because a, a lot of things you can speak things on you and on other people just through the language. And that's why I was saying in I think it was the last show uh, about definitions and about how certain terms like black and white or uh, science terms and not racial terms, but we don't know it. We think black is a race and white is a race, and we know they're not races. There's, there's no such thing as a black race. There's no such thing as a white race. These are science terms. And I've told you that white simply means recessive genetics. Black means dominant genetics or progressive genetics. These are what these terms mean. But if someone has programmed you erroneously to think that these terms mean something other than what they really mean, then, you know, the scripture says, as a person thinketh, so are they. So if you think black is a race, a, a oppressed race, uh, black means oppression, black means uh, uh, cursed, and you know what, you, you, you're going to live that reality because this is what you were taught, this is what you believe. If you think white is supreme and white is superior and white is dominant, and if you got this in your head and you're passing this information on to your children, my goodness, what are you doing? You are reinforcing your own inferiority. You are reinforcing and promoting your own racial inferiority because you think something means something that it doesn't. So as I pointed out, we must begin to redefine words. We must place new meaning on words that we have been trained to think mean one thing but really means something else, and we must watch our language. We must not tell anyone, I love you more. No, you should never love anyone more than you love yourself. It all starts with self. You should never be telling anyone that I love so-and-so to death. Okay, there's a, you, you can't love a person to, well, I guess you can if you speak it. You know, I guess if you speak it into existence, you, you can do it. So if someone talking about, well, I love you to death, hey, I stop them. I put the brakes on. Listen, don't love me to death. Please don't even speak that in my hearing. You're going to have to start correcting people that use sloppy, reckless language. And I know I have a son. He's the master of reckless language. He, he just speaks so recklessly, and I, I just can't even be around him because what comes out his mouth is very reckless, it is very negative, 
and, you know, people can speak curses in your hearing. They can curse you with their language. They can uh, curse you with their verbiage. They can curse you with how they just communicate because they are not aware that their communication and their language and their use or their misuse of the English language uh, is, is just so reckless and damaging. So please be mindful of what you say. Um, you know, I have learned to talk less. So a lot of times people are like, well, you're not doing shows on a regular basis. And, you know, and the reason is I don't need to. Uh, we've got so many other sisters out there who are teaching now. So when I started my blog talk radio show uh, three years ago, and I started teaching on Facebook first, and then I transitioned to my blog talk radio show, there wasn't a lot of sisters focusing on the issues that um, I wanted to tackle, you know, issues of, of, of uh, abuse, uh, issues of gender division, issues of colorism, uh, issues of how black women were viewed, but, you know, black women just didn't want to see it. You know, black women walk around with this, I will be positive despite the reality of how I see people treating me. And I'm like, honey, you get your heads out the cloud and look at how the world sees you. And I think now black women realize that the world sees them uh, in a light that, Black women didn't want to face for a long time because she had religion and Jesus and, and Allah. And so all of this uh, allows you to not, um, you, know, uh, you know, deal in reality in how you're viewed. And a lot of times this also allowed black women to not really have to face how their own black males really seen them. You know, it, it was a shock to black women to find out that black men had so much vitriol and, and disdain for them. It, it, it was really a, a shock to them. But, I mean, I knew it. What made me know it is when, when they won't even help you take care of the children they impregnate you with, honey, I, I don't know what other message you needed. When black males globally, I mean, not globally, but I'm talking about here in the U.S., will not marry you and will not help help raise the children he impregnates you with, honey, that is a clear message. You are not in his top ten, that you are not uh, uh, uber special nowhere in his mind or his intellect. But you couldn't tell black females this 10, 20 years ago. They were constantly getting pregnant, having these babies out of wedlock, talking about I'm the ish and I'm this and I'm that. And so when black men got on social media and started letting black women have it, it was a shock to many of you. It wasn't a shock to me. It was a shock to many of you. And the only reason why you could have been shocked is because they were showing you all the time how they thought about you. They were telling you in the music. They was calling you bitches and hoes. They was making music and rap songs about how you was nothing but a hoe, and they was they were they were actually promoting you to be a hoe so that they could justify their verbal mistreatment of you as well as their physical mistreatment. But somehow, black females didn't want to see it for what it was. They they didn't want to see the handwriting on the wall. They still was walking around like, girl, he think I'm this, and I'm going out to the club, and girl, yeah, that's my jam right there. And it was like, what kind of ignorance is this? 
when your men are disrespecting you in the music, your men are disrespecting you in the home. They are not helping you raise black children, putting all black children at a disadvantage, but you're walking around with this high and mighty opinion of yourself that is not based off reality. So I created the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood show to try to get black people to face reality. And so now I see that black women are finally facing reality, thankfully, so I don't have to do as much teaching as I used to. So I can dial back on the blog talk radio shows because now I'm working on me. You see what I'm saying? My my job was just to get the discussion popping, to get it to to get us to face what we didn't want to face. And now that we're facing, hey, I can go out, I can breathe a sigh of relief. And I said, okay, Shiloh, you've done your job. You can now work on you. Now that doesn't still mean that I don't have my own personal challenges, my own personal uh, disappointments and letdowns. Yes, I, I run into people who are very disappointing to me. And all I can do is, first of all, I'm used to it. First of all, I'm used to it. So I, I know how to handle disappointment and letdown from black people, from other black folks. I know how to handle it very well. I'm, you know, I am a master at it. And how I mastered it, mastered it was loving myself more. You know, I, I just can't let people bring me into a negative space. I can't let black women do it. I can't let black men. I can't let family members. I can't even let my own children because these people, I'm telling you, they will bring you down. They will surround you with negativity. They speak reckless. Uh, they don't see your vision. Uh, they don't want to support your vision. They don't want to work as a team. And like I say, black people really do not see themselves as their own nation and that they are their own tribe until something negative happens. And then it's, oh, my son got shot. They're trying to attack all black people. No, well, you, you didn't even think you were a part of a black race. You know, you ask another black person, help me get a job where you're working at. Oh, they were like, oh, you, I don't even know if they still hiring. Oh, they'll start hearing and hawing. They won't try to get you on. You got black women who are in human resources. They won't try to, you know, we don't put each other on. When we get a position, black people do not do their best to look out for other black people. And this is what I have learned, that we do not look out for each other when it comes to business, when it comes to jobs, when it comes to collectivism. All we do is we try to use one another. You got those in the black church using who, who, who are knowledgeable using and abusing those who are unknowledgeable. In, in other words, I'm going to take my knowledge of the Bible, and because you don't know the Bible as well as I do, instead of me, uh, uh, being a good shepherd, I'm going to be a wolf that's dressed as a good shepherd, and I'm going to take, 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 and I'm not going to give back. That's been the history of the black church. And the black woman has been the greatest victim of abuse in America. She is always abused by her own, but she walks around, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I'm like, honey, how are you blessed and highly favored when all your men do is abuse you? 
You just get used and abused. The rappers use you. The athletes use you. The black preacher uses you. Everybody wants your money, but when you need something, black woman, who's giving back to you? Now, I'm going to, uh, the next show, I'm going to do a show on how to take back the black church because black people, we need business. And the only way we're going to get out of this funk or this mess we are is we need black business. Now, the greatest black business we ever had was the black church. But somehow the black church, thanks to 501c3, began to be used against us. So I'm going to be telling the black woman how you can take back the best business black people ever had, which is the church. And I know a lot of people saying, well, I thought you said the black church was bad and this and that, and and, and, uh, they've been lying and the black pastor uh, is a wolf. And yes, but you have to realize that black women, you allow the wolf to come in and take it over. You allowed um, black men to begin to teach a prosperity doctrine. You know, when they brought in the prosperity doctrine, that's when the black church began to fail us as a race. But before we was on that prosperity doctrine, it was like black people were willing to allow one man to be exalted, but at, at back in the day, the black pastor, he would, he, would, he, he would help black people. You know, it's not like it is today. You know, if you, you're, you're, uh, uh, the black preacher in the past, because black people were kind of segregated, then whatever money he was given, uh, that money was used to help the black people and the members. That's not the black church today. You give your money today, everybody's being uh, helped with your money except for you. You know, like I said, your money is deposited in a, uh, 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 it's collected on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and put into a uh, uh, non-black bank on Monday where they take that money, those thousands and thousands of dollars collected from black women mostly, and now the bank who is who is not owned by black men, not your pastor, not your bishop, not your deacon, they now invest your money in stock, in prisons, in things that are anti who you are as a people. Now, if you knew your church money was being invested by your local bank in prison stock, well, whose children and sons are uh, at the highest number in prisons? That's black women. Why would you want your church tithes and offerings to be invested that way? So this is what I'm going to be pointing out to black women, how you can take back the black church and how you can make your tithes and offerings truly, truly work for you because they have locked us out of every other business. Now, the only protected business in this country is the freedom of religion. So black women, you're going to have to take back the black church and you're going to have to hold it accountable, and this black church is going to have to be our new business, but there has to be accountability. That black church needs to meet every need that a black woman has. The black church should be a daycare. The black church has to own businesses that are not church-related. 
I'm talking about businesses like a sports bar. People think, oh, a church can't own a sports bar. Why not? Why can't a church own a sports bar? See, most people's businesses are tied to their families, restaurants. Most people's restaurants are tied to their businesses. Black churches should have restaurants. Black churches should have daycare centers. Black churches should have hair salons, their own hair salons. Black churches should have their own gyms. If they're going to be full of women and you don't want these women to be fat and overweight, then why can't a black church have a gym? Why can't a black church have a daycare center, not just for its members, but for all black women in that community that are in need of having their children be in a safe uh, uh, daycare center around in a safe daycare center around people that hold values where they're not going to be molested, they're not going to have other children beating up on them, uh, where they can really be monitored by people who care. So my next show, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into um, taking back the black church. But, yeah, I just I just wanted you guys to know that my goal is coming along fantastic. I'm loving myself. I love my body makeover. And, you know, just love yourself. Sisters, please work on yourself, work on yourself, work on yourself. Uh, If you want to attract men uh, who have a different mentality, um, you're, you're going to have to have a different mentality yourself. So um, so my shows, and I, I have purchased some camera equipment, and I'm going to create a YouTube page. I don't know what I'm going to name it yet, but these are where I'm going to be doing actual video vlogs, video vlogs, video vlogs. So I'm going to be transitioning from Blog Talk Radio to YouTube video vlogs, but I'm also working, but I'm also Working. Uh, if you hear me pause, it's because this, this you can't hear the lady saying five seconds, ten. You know she's so. If you hear me pause, that's because she's talking. <laughs> so uh, we're off the air now. But I'm going to be doing a video vlogs so you guys can see me. Um, I want to set up eventually to have um, something like um, you know the hangouts where you can come into the chat room and ask questions. Um, So that's what I'm moving to. So I'll be doing less and less blog talk radio, and I'm, you know, moving to the video vlogs, but I also want my own website domain, so I'm working on uh, finding someone to help me with uh, creating my own website so that all of my information and videos can be on my own site so that if anything ever happens to YouTube, my stuff will still be mine on my own site. So that, it's going to take a little time, um, but that's what I'm working on. Now, I'm also working with Miss Loretta Oliver on the Indigenous Remember, uh, the Indigenous Remember, Respect, and Restore project. And um, we're, we want to start a project for that. But we uh, are trying to build up interest first. So um, that's why uh, a promotional video uh, will be released at a later date. That's why we got to get the camera equipment and all of that stuff. 
Um, but we're, you know, I've had people contact me about wanting to donate, and they go to the page and it's still in draft mode. Well, it's going to continue to stay in draft mode because that draft is only to generate interest. So we are trying to see who's interested, you know, because we need collaborators, we need advocates, we need people who um, have any information on our history. We must begin to tell our own story. We cannot allow the Lunarians, the whites, who are the recessive genetics, to tell your story. This is why we're in the condition. You are allowing the wrong people to teach your children. You are allowing the uh, Lunarian white women to to educate your black sons, and you wonder why they want to grow up and be with white women. That's why, black woman, you don't give a female who is your competition your children to educate, honey. That's like intelligent 101. Do you see white women turning over their white sons for you to educate black women? So why would you turn over your black sons for this white woman who is your fiercest competition? She is your competitor, honey. She is not your friend. She is your competition. When are black women going to get it? White women are black women's competition. And that's all of them. I don't care if she's calling herself Latino, if she's calling herself Asian, if she's calling herself uh, um, a Polish or Russian or German. This is your competition, honey. You cannot allow these women to educate your black male children. Never, 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 never. So black women, all of us who turned our children over to white people to be educated and now our children have no respect for us, we have ourselves to blame because we believe that the American public education system was really about educating our children. No, it was all about separating you from your child and making your child answer to strangers and not having any loyalty and respect for you, mama, black mama, and guess what? Mission accomplished. So black woman, if you turned your children over to white people for education and you wonder why they act the way they are, we have to blame ourselves. Now that you know that that's part of the problem, what you do about it is you don't continue it. So you black mothers out there sending your children to schools and their teachers are Mexican or white because I don't care. They be like, well, there ain't that many white people. Oh, yeah, okay, they, 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 they replace the Protestant white woman with a Mexican woman now. Now you got the Mexican racist Latino up in there teaching your black son, Jamal. It's not going to change. They're going to follow the same programming. So, black woman, your black children need to be educated by black people, by black women who love themselves and who are about the preservation of their own race. Now, if it's a black woman like Oprah Winfrey and the Lee Daniel types, these black people who, oh, we don't see a race problem. I, I, I refuse to see a race problem because I wouldn't be where I'm at if I thought that way. So I can't see race. See, you can't have those types of blacks educating your children either. 
There's a real serious race in America. It always has, and your black children need to know that it is. But when white women are educating your black children, you think your white that white teacher is going to uh, 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 um, point out the racial issues to your black child, your impressionable black child? Of course they're not. I think someone posted a picture of a white woman dragging a a a a a, girl, a black girl child down the hallway by her arm, just dragging her. She all on the floor. I mean, when are you going to get it, black people? When are you going to get it? These people don't like you or your children. They are recessive genetics, but because of slavery, they were able to rise up above us, and, of course, they want to keep that right where it's at. And we help them keep that like that. We help them. So we have to look at ourselves that we keep a system in place that is anti-us, that is anti-black family, and that is anti-our black children. If black men and black women are keeping that in place, then we definitely have to be the problem cannot be saying the Lunarians are the problem when it is black people like Oprah and Lee Daniels and Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson, his 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 confused ass too, and all of the Jackson family, they are the problem. And we got to stop glorifying these black people who are the problem, these black celebrities. It is about classism and it is about consumerism, and a lot of these black celebrities, just like Yvette Carnell says, their job is to keep you spending money, and they want that money going into white capitalist hands. So your celebrities are not your friends. When they are modeling clothes and modeling jewelry and modeling Uchi and Gucci and Louis Vuitton, these are not black businesses. So any celebrity that is telling you to go buy some alcohol, because most of them, when they get a product, it's always alcohol. Do our children need to be drinking more? No, they don't. So when they're coming out with a new liquor line and a Ciroc, and you have to understand that these program Negroes are not your friends. The Diddies and all of them, they're not your friends. So I need black women to get rooted into reality. Get rooted into reality, black woman. Get rooted into reality, and that's why I feel that you need a nine mind. Because nine is the highest number, and it is the very opposite of six. The lower frequency lunarian beings operate from the number six and below. So if you are going to be on nine mind, you must operate from a frequency of six and higher. They operate from six and below, so they always want to keep you on a frequency that's six and under. So if you got these people educating your children, your children are going to be functionally retarded because they're going to keep them on a frequency that's six and below. So I I I hope I've um, stimulated uh, you know some 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 um, you know j- just 
just stimulated you to think and to be aware and to stay woke, as people are saying. People are saying, stay woke. Well, some of you, you know, you got to get woke before you can stay woke. And stay woke is just not a hashtag. It's a lifestyle. Staying woke is a lifestyle. And we as women, we must find these young girls who are having these babies, and we got to educate them. We got to educate them because, like I said, they're cutting off the Section 8. They're cutting off the assistance. And so the only place these women are going to have to turn is if the black church is rebuilt. And black women, we should take over the black church because when they harm black women, they're harming all of us. They're harming the future of a black race. So if we refix the black church and allow these women to come back into the black church, but they must be educated from a nine mind frequency, not from a lunarian frequency of six and below where they're taught how to uh, uh, love white patriarchy. See, anybody pushing white patriarchy, because white patriarchy and white capitalism go hand in hand. And white capitalism is make money off black bodies. That's all white capitalism has ever been. If you want to know the definition of white capitalism, White capitalism's platform has already been make money off black people, make money off black bodies, make money off them, make money off of them living or dying, but just make money off them black-ass people. That's capitalism. And you need to start being honest about what white capitalism has always been about, Lunarian. Recessive genetic capitalism has always been about making money off black dominant genetic people, period. Accept it, deal with it, and either change it or stay stuck right where you're at. Those are your choices. Now, I'm going to continue to work on creating a better me, um, I'm going to set up a GoFundMe. So, yes, I do need help. Um, uh, I'm not rich. So if you want to assist me in any way with donations, contact me, please. I do have a PayPal. You can send money to my PayPal. I have not set up a GoFundMe. I will sometime in the near future, but um, I do have a PayPal. So if you reach out to me, and you want to assist me to do this work, this work of helping black women. We must be be our sisters' keepers. It makes no difference if you're light-skinned black, dark-skinned black, educated black, uneducated black. We now, as black women, we must unite, and those of us with knowledge must educate those who don't have knowledge. And, hey, it's got to be all boots on the ground. You know, I know certain people, they like to listen, 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 but then they don't want to act upon what they've heard. They don't want to take action. They want to sit back and let a few do all the work and then talk about we. Yeah, girl, we need to do this. Yeah, girl, we need to do When the last time you did something? Because you, 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 you be talking this we shit a whole lot. When have you got up off your ass and did anything? So if you as a black female are not doing anything, keep we out your mouth, okay? That we out your mouth. 
get busy, or keep we out your mouth. Now, those of us who are putting in the work, don't include yourself in with those of us who are putting in the work. Don't don't include yourself when you ain't put in no work. Because I, I know a lot of that go on. I talk to people, tell me, yeah, girl, we do, girl, we need to do this, and girl, we, listen, if you ain't did nothing, don't say we. And I'm going to end that right there. Okay, love yourself more. I'm going to continue to meet my goal. And, um, hey, let's get ready to rise. But everybody must put in that work. It's time to stop listening, and it's time to start acting on what you have learned. If you've been listening to me for a year or more, you should have learned a lot by now, and you should be ready to do something with what you have learned. It's not my job to sit up there and hold anybody's hand forever. I'm a teacher, and I keep it moving. And I work with those who are putting in the work. If you're not putting in the work, I'm not going to sit up there and hold your hand. You know, I work with those who put in the work. Those of us who are putting in the work, we need to come together, we need to unite, and we need to be our own role models. We don't have to look for role models. You are the role model you're looking for. I am the role model that I've been looking for. I've always Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.